This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ninth Realm, an Age of Sigma podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day of the week, including Tuesday. What about Tuesday. Sundays? Mm, yes. Because yep. we have a web cart now. We do? Yep. So that means we don't have to work. But we don't have all of the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have all the stuff. We're still populating the web cart, so bear with us. Um, if you don't see something in the web cart that you want, email us or call orders at frontlinegaming.org yeah. or 888-781-5120 yeah. is the phone number. Yeah, I got my librarian through that on Sunday, I think. I put in the order. Oh, the primary librarian? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where is Space Baby in the net? Get that baby. Let's catch them all. The The, the librarian before they had the space baby. Oh, Oh. yeah. Okay. And then everyone was like, changed the staff to be a net. And he's like the the, the old guy from... The head um, and the horn. Now he's trying to get... That makes sense. And it's like the old guy from uh, uh, the family show. The family guy. All right. Get over here, you baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's still available though. Oh, that's actually not funny. Uh, So guys, yeah, we're going to be talking about Age of Sigmar and Bad Jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also be sure to tune in at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. These two gentlemen will be playing Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Sylvaneth versus Night Hunts. Be a good game. It's a classic matchup. Mortal <laughs> enemies. Ghosts versus trees. Tree spirits. Tree mostly. spirits versus, you know, undead Regular spirits. Regular spirits. Indeed. So episode 51 of the Ninth Realm here, and we are going to go in, dive into the news. Which is pretty much nothing. There's ah. not a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> but we do have the General's Handbook 2 been announced on the horizon. Can't mm-hmm. wait to learn more about that. And it's right. labeled 2017, so we assume there'll be one every year. So it'll be like the old um, chapter tactic or whatever the ones. They came out the the collection from all the magazines for both games. Yeah. And they just put the year on it. No, that, uh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. I cannot wait to see how this game evolves. Uh, it's really taken root in the competitive community, yeah. the casual community. Uh, the game just took off. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be awesome to see what they do. So in the rumor mill, we've got a picture of what looks like okay. a baby dinosaur tail or a tentacle. Uh, tentacle. Some sort. So I'm starting to think that with the lion, the tentacle, the nautical theme, I'm starting to think that they're showing us um, elves. Elves? Elves or whatever. Uh, so is that going to be a Kraken with the elves? Is that Yeah, because the Dark Elves are very nautically themed, and so are the High Elves. They both are very much a seafaring people yep. because of El- Elric, Melnabone. <laughs> I mean, uh, totally original IP. Of course. And I'm starting to think, I'm starting to think that, yeah, that we're looking at what is going to be the elves. What do you guys think? I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be a 40K themed thing coming out. It looks like a tentacle. No, it looks no. like a Nurgle-ish deal. It does. That's where I was going to go. We're, we're certainly themed right now towards... Or maybe Slaneshi something. The 8th realm. Yep. I mean, it's... Uh, it's That would be my best guess right now, is that it's probably a Nurgle New Hammer. Thing. Some sort of Nurgle thing. Maybe they'll maybe they'll tie in both. Yeah, it could maybe be like, part of the demon. Maybe like, here's some cool Plague Marines, and here is some Nurgle stuff. Because we still haven't seen a Nurgle demon release, right? Um, we For, did. We did, actually. It was at the end of... Fantasy in the end times. No, I know, but like, yeah. but we've well, those seen, are mortal units, we've I guess, seen, yeah. we've seen Zinch, uh, the Zinch release. Yeah. We've seen Corn release, but we have not yet seen a Nurgle release. 
Yeah. That could or, easily or be Slanesh. Or Slanesh, but meh. But the Nurgle, <laughs> the Nurgle one could easily be snuck in. I can easily see that. So Slanesh not feeling the, alone. I can huh? easily see yeah. a two game crossover time. Yeah. It'd be very easy for them to do. Yeah, and in, in the chat they're saying uh, looks like it's going to be Dark Elves or uh, the the Exiled. Yeah. Uh, Iron Headed says, uh, remember that Duncan, of course, of FLG or uh, from, <laughs> of Games Workshop, <laughs> Games Workshop. stream the other the other yeah, painted some stream. white yeah. lions. I, yeah, white lion pellets. He did. Yeah, yeah. I showed that. So I I think that Elves uh, is a good bet. When I saw the lion, I was hoping it was Lionel Johnson, the Dark Angels Primarch. Right. But uh, it does look like the um, it does look like the um, uh, Stormcast the, the one Yeah, it looked like the chest plate for some mm -hmm. of the leader guys. Yeah. But it could totally be the White Lions. Uh, yep. The, the elf, really cool units, uh, which they are still in the game. Well, they did a um, they they did a paint tutorial, so that that might have been it. I don't. I, I don't think, think it'll it be Fishman Wolf Priest. I. Although the Fishman army that um, the fantasy um, kind of imitator uh, Mantics Kings of War yeah. Kings of War their Fishman army is really cool mm -hmm. I, I really like it even though it's a Fishman army on the land which is a little strange I well, like it a lot the models are really cool they look good yeah, yeah I haven't it's seen a, them it's a very characterful and a very original um, yeah. fantasy yeah. army I've never seen that done before yeah. everybody talks about fish people nobody's made them mm -hmm. and Heroes and Man Glotkin is a Nurgle mortal uh, unit they released a lot of mortal units of Nurgle mm -hmm. at the end of uh, the end times, like the uh, Putrid Light Kings and such. Mm, it does seem like it's a bit slow. So, um, not so, don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott, why don't you introduce the main topic? So, yeah, AOS has, uh, when they launched the game, they factionalized a lot of everything, broke the elves into different groups, Dark Elves, the... Uh, uh, high Elves and everything else were broken into small groups, mm -hmm. all factions, and... Slowly but surely, they've been releasing allegiance abilities, but combined armies, or what are called mixed chaos, mixed destruction, seem to be doing better than going with one faction. So, kind of my question is, how do you make a single faction work? Now, mm -hmm. Sylvaneth worked for a while, and there was it was top end. Uh, Disciples of Zinch worked. The Stormcast are on and off, but they're pretty much a full army all by themselves and then the Blades of corn, But then there's other releases, your Fire Slayers, your Bone Splitters, uh, Beast Claw Raiders. You don't really see them single faction doing well on the table, and they're fielded by people who just love the models, not yeah. really guys who want to win top end. So what do those factions not have? What is it they're missing that they would need to include? Because in the new um, General's Handbook coming out, they talked about factions, listed Night Haunts, which I'll be playing today. So I'm really excited to see what I get as a, as a faction for that army since I painted them over a year ago now, um, playing for this playing this game before the General's Handbook even came out, first one. So what are they going to get? What's going to make them competitive? What's going to make uh, what's going what's going to help them on the table? Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. And in chat, uh, Mariana will take a look at the frame rates dropping. Uh, give us a sec on that. But uh, Wolf Priest Carl says uh, single factions work with positive thinking and strawberries. Ah. Uh -huh. But what uh, what I think would help with the uh, Single faction armies is taking a tip from 40k. Okay. Uh, in 40k 8th edition, the reason why uh, you want to, typically speaking, that's going to be, um, it's going to work better, is if you uh, limit the aura abilities, if you limit spells to only working on models from your faction. Right. Right so now, yeah. there's very much overlap. Mm -hmm. So like the Hurricaneum, who kind of yes. hits everything, yep. would hit a smaller group. 
kind of kind of thinking. So, Jason, any any ideas? I agree with that. I mean, because right right now um, with the overlapping alliance, there's no um, limitation to a lot of these abilities. Like you said, the celestial hurricane is the major offender. I would say, why That's would there, why would there not be an order army that's shooting that wouldn't take that model? Right. right? And so that right there limits a lot of armies from being single. Right, uh, it, it, it encourages you to, to right. cherry pick because then there's another. There's I a wanted to do it tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, I was knew I was taking Colonel Hunters. So Reese was making my list over uh, yesterday during the break, um, and I was like, put in the Celestial Hurricane, right? Because I was like, I just really want to pound Scott real bad, and so it's like <laughs> you heard that. Uh, we'll be on video, and so uh, we'll be leaving alone. But I mean, come, I come on, like if you if you're uh, riding a, if you're going to a tournament, why would you not include that model? Because it works for yeah. every order army, you know. Um, yeah, and, it covers all of order. And right now, and then that would that would make me not a Sylvaneth um, faction focused army. Right. Well, I, I think uh, they did that with the uh, Stormcast when they came out with their latest book. They took the adjudicators off the list yes. of what you could use across yeah. the board. So that yeah. shooting our, that was a lot of people's battle line is taking three groups of five of those. It's cheap. They're pretty good. And when they said, well, they're only battle line if you're in faction, yeah. that kind of stopped that from happening. So you're saying pull more things into faction? Yes. I, th I think that that's going to be an easy fix, right? Like another example, there's a the, there's the uh, High Elf Mage, I can't remember, who has some crazy spell. I'm, I'm, Techless? I'm, no, it's not Techless. Uh, Pablo uses it. Oh, it's the uh, the Hoeth, uh, the Loremaster. Yeah, the Loremaster. Yeah. And it's like, that spell should only work on elves. Yep. Or even more specifically, High Elves. Right. Right. Because otherwise, yes, of course you're going to cherry pick. Like, of course you are. Because the benefit you gain from those one units or models, their special ability that is so powerful, mm -hmm. it's it's better than the faction benefit. Yes. Right. And then you have to limit those to working only on other uh, models from your faction. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, if, if I can't really cherry pick and get such a benefit, I might as well go with my faction. Right. Yeah. And I, that's an easy fix, in my opinion. Um, they could do it in the general's handbook. Just say, um, you know, auras don't, you can't have the same aura stack more than once. By the right. way, it only works on it, people with uh, your faction keyword. Correct. Like, yeah. Not just like the chaos faction or whatever the, the case may be. Yes. And I feel like that that's an easy fix. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you'll see more thematic armies on the table um, quickly because the incentive now is for players to do that. You can also yeah. have tournament organizers that could attempt on their own Oof. to limit things. I know people lose their minds. Yeah. They do, but again, yeah. like sometimes the leaders of the community need to come together and yeah. to limit if it's causing because a gamers problem. are going to game and they're going to try to break things. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and sometimes you need an adult well, to stop. Wait, the kids. Well, I, I would not call me but an adult. But I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> like, right? It's like some like sometimes you need an adult to stop the kid from eating the whole bag of candy so they don't throw up. Right. Well, it's because you want some for yourself. Well, that's well, true. So the thing is, like, you, you, you can't even put an emotional attachment to it. That's right. the whole whack versus uh, the whack player fluff, fluff bunny argument that's been around as long as the internet right. has been around right. for, for tabletop gaming. It's like, you don't play the game right. No, you don't play the game right. It's like, right. no, you're both playing the game just fine. Yeah. And it, it really, it, you, you, can't, you can't have a moral judgment mm -hmm. because that's, it just doesn't apply. Some people look at a system and they go, I want to optimize. Some other people look at a system and they go, I want to have something that, 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 that makes me feel good about it in terms of representing the backstory of the game, which is what I'm really passionate about. Right. Neither person's wrong. But you have to understand that in a given system, people are going to do that way. Just like computer role-playing games, right? Like I have one of my favorite games, uh, Pillars of Attorney. Mm -hmm. Amazing game. Right. Absolutely amazing game. 
you can play that game hardcore stat crunching min maxing uh tweaking out all your characters dumping some stat and then some people play it that way and it's strictly an exercise in how powerful can i make my party mm -hmm. and that's fun mm -hmm. i play it that way too and other people are like i write backstories about each one of my characters and yep. like you know <laughs> i won't do something if i don't think my character would do it. do it and then those are both totally valid ways to play but you have to understand that that those two mentalities just come naturally to people well, and you have players like me. I, I always describe it as uh, Teddy versus Taft. Teddy would say, well, it doesn't say I can't do it, so I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And I'm always the Taft. It doesn't say I can, so I'm not. Right. And then so you get those guys at the table. That argument always goes on. But I was yeah. figuring if you're going to – you really want to character for the factions in my mind. So you would want to give them Fire Slayer special rules just for them that work in the same pattern. So people want to factionalize themselves to get yeah. those rules. Mm -hmm. One, you get a little more of the story, which is kind of what they've done with uh, – the new 40k that's come out a yeah, lot of that yeah. plays the way it's supposed to the same way aos did when it first came out all the armies worked the way the fluff said they should mm -hmm. or in some faction yeah rather than the army works best if i completely ignore the fluff and do these things with it mm -hmm. and make a shooting army out of a uh, melee army when that's not who they are right and they they did a lot to fix that when they first came out with aos and as they come out with more books some they get right on the nose i think and keep the fluff and others it you know like the cunning ruck where everybody wants to shoot I, I just can't see a bunch of um, crazed orcs who want to kill monsters standing back with a bow and shooting. Right. I mean, sure, until he gets there, but then you're going to run up and stick him with the arrow in your hand. Right. That's kind of their, their flavor. Mm -hmm. But they play better as that archer right. unit pounding yeah. people to death. Yeah. And that's where the general sandbook comes in because uh, it's really funny that you say that in 40K back in 5th edition, the two, two of the like, melee space marine armies, Black Templars and Space Wolves, were better as shooting armies. Yeah. Right? And, like, that's where the, 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 the kind of the narrative gamer versus the uh, math-driven gamer will conflict because one guy's like, well, this is best, and that's what makes me feel good to play. And the other guy's like, but that's contrary to the story, and that makes me feel bad to yeah. see that. And that's where that see two units of long tooth right. always shooting people down because yeah. they did it so well. Yes. Why avoid why, it? Well, you know? hey, why not take three? You know? And, right. Um, and that's where that conflict comes from. But as a game designer, you do your best to incentivize people to play it in the fluff and make it good. That's the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you don't always hit the mark. It's no, difficult. it's getting really hard. Yeah. And then that's where something like the age of the, the General's Handbook 2 can come in and go, ah, oh, we it was a near miss here, or a big miss there. Well, we got that just right. We'll leave it alone. Mm -hmm. But now let's say, um, yeah, the the Celestial Hurricane only works on human armies. Um, the, uh, uh, the the lore master only works on elves. Yep. You know, and right. then it's like that, that that that's an easy fix. Yep. Yeah, everybody's spells work within their own group. Everybody's yeah. commands work tighter within their own group. Yeah. And 40k Eighth Edition does that. Like they're ultra specific. They're like. Asriel only gives a buff to dark angels. Not even other space marines, yeah. only to dark, dark angels. angels. And as a matter of fact, you can't even take him in another army unless they are dark angels. And that's like, I like that. Yeah. It's encouraging people to use to play to the fluff. But it also is rewarding you for doing that and giving you a big enough cookie to make it worth not taking a sampling of all the cookies. Right. Right. Because that's what we saw in 7th edition. Yep. 40k. Was people would oh, just yeah. cherry pick the very best of everything to, to make a super list. Like you said, you can't blame people for doing that no. because it didn't say they couldn't. And well, and you made it so valuable. Right. I mean, it's the same in AOS, the, the mixed list. Yeah. You can, when I can pick all the best parts of Chaos right. I want, right. why am I right. sticking well, away with people stacking, If I can you know, slap taking, all my order together. Taking, you know, the, what are they, the, um, the, the blood secretors. Yeah, blood people secretors. People taking three yeah. or four of those. Well, it doesn't say that I can't, and it doesn't say that it doesn't 
stack, so I'm going to do it. Well, no, the language actually was quite clear that right. it did stack, even though that was we that wasn't that the was intention. Not the right, right. Um, um, Wolf Priest Carl says he's played Scott at attorney, and that dude is a hardcore gangster on the other end of the table. I am. It's true. There you go. What? Scott, Smooth gangster. When he's when he's not. <laughs> yeah. Teaching kids, he's gangstering. Yeah. I, I guess. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't think I would be that rough. Lock but. Infinity. Yeah, in fifth edition, Space Wolves and Black Templars were actually some of the better shooting armies in the game, if you can believe that. Space Wolves actually shot Astro Militarum off the table. Mm. It was pretty yes. funny. Yeah. That was such a good. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. Uh, this uh, Iron Headed says the salad bar approach on Seventh Ed Army Construction Pick Beast uh, leaves pick the crumbs. Oh, pick, pick best leaves the uh, crumbs for the slow fat people. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Cipher, how you doing? Um, so anyway, guys, that's kind of where we're at on the General Sandbook 2. High expectations. We'll see what we get. I think that they're going to do a really good job with it. I think they're going to address a lot of that. I think they're, the yeah. rule of one, again, they're going to address. They're going to address, um, I think they're probably going to address faction-focused buffs. I feel they will. Where they're yeah, gonna I, say I'm, I'm hoping. That auras and whatnot only affect faction keywords. Very easy for them to do so. We'll see. I mean, like, they did it in 40K. Right. 40K came out after. And, and I'm sure like, they got that feedback. Yeah, maybe they're like, ooh, this is a good idea. Yeah. You know? Well, then they borrowed some of the stuff from now, 40K do you think from they're AOS, what they learned, and now hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll fix some feed of the some of that back. And... Like Frankie's, what is Frankie's thing that he gets with the, the minus four rend? Oh, oh no, that's, hopefully, I, that better be yeah, that's that's one of the... Corollers with minus four rend arrows yeah. and, like, hatchets. Their hand weapons, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of his leaders does that and Again, that's, stack them. Again, that's a great example of it doesn't say it can't work. Hey, Skimperfy, right. 1984, just subscribe to Twitch Prime. Semperfy. Oh, thank you. Thank you oh my God. very, very much for the support. For those of you who don't know how it works, if you do want to uh, subscribe, you can do so for $4.99 a month or for free with an Amazon Prime account. We use the money to pay for better streaming equipment. That's AC Semperfy. AC Semperfy. So, yeah. Act Semperfy is not correct. Um, thank you very much. We really appreciate your support. It means a lot to us. Don't touch my 20 chemist pack. Uh, Wolf Priest Car, get out of here. Uh, upcoming events. So we have quite a few events coming up. We have uh, Age of Sigmar Tournament 2 in Brooklyn. Uh, OFCC AOS event in Vancouver, Washington. And then we have the Dice Hammer SoCal Age of Sigmar event. That's coming up this weekend yep. at Addie's Games. It's a local game store. It's a really nice store. Mm-hmm. We have the Slobberknocker GT in Oklahoma. Uh, Midwest Meltdown in uh, East Peoria, Illinois. War Games Con, Age of Sigmar event in Austin, Texas. I love that event. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be at Gen Con, so I will not be able to go to that ah. one this year. Uh, Rolling... Rolling Bad Rumble. Rolling Bad Rumble at, uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Forge, Age of Sigmar GT in Spokane, Washington at the Gamers Haven. A great store. Nova Open, obviously an awesome event, and that's in Arlington, Virginia. Capital City Bloodbath in Ontario, Canada. Uh, OFCC, I think we already said that. Yes, yep. Crossroads GT in New York and the SoCal Open at the Del Mar Fairgrounds here in California. That's all the GTs from now until the big one. That's going to be big. Yeah, and then of course the LVO so will be at the end of January. So yeah, mark your calendars, guys. The LVO registration will open up in about three weeks. So make sure to mark your calendar so that you can jump on that. That is going to be a phenomenal event. Uh, we're expecting triple-digit Age of Sigmar attendance. Ooh. Should be amazing. Mm. And let's look at the current rankings. Open Safali. Let's see. Yeah, this weekend is Dice Hammer. We're running it right up here. The, there's still room, so if you're in the San Diego, Los Angeles area and you want to come to a two-day event, come on down. Yeah, it's, I, I would make it, but it's Mariana and Frankie's birthday this weekend. So we will be celebrating that 
eaten some amazing food at the old Smoking Goat, which is a great restaurant. Sounds fun. In the North Park. Oh, it's so good. Hipster joint, but man, <laughs> they know how to cook. That's all they have in South Park right now. It's all hipster joints. Yeah, North Park and South Park <laughs> and Golden, Golden Hill. But no one knows what that we're talking about. It's not from San Diego. No. Uh, Mark Abbott, eighth has been really encouraging. Seems like GW is on a good path. I agree. Eighth edition is a blast. Uh, DKO's low phone. I never ever say that correctly. Eighth seems to be great. Um, if you stay closer to the fluff, then you get more uh, bonuses. Yeah, I, I agree. They really reward you for building a themed army. Let's get some Age of Sigmar comments here. We're on that podcast right now. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, <laughs> eighth edition is a juggernaut, and this is what yep. everyone's talking That's about. That's true. It's okay. So, current top 10 Age of Sigmar ITC rankings number one, Zach Lopez. Number two, Sam Valdez. Three, Michael Birch. Four, Vlad Nika. Josh Harvey in fifth. Jarrett Zizueta in sixth. Matthew Pashby in seventh. Eight is Alex Gonzalez. All right, Alex. Uh, ninth is Ryan uh, Ariola. And 10 is Steven. Heich, no one has five events yet. So it's still a wide open, uh, wide open season. Uh, club rankings, Betty's Fighting Havanikins is in first. <laughs> Your Mom's Garage in second. And WSD Club is in third. Top Beast Claw Raiders, Frank Deloach. Blo- uh, Bone Splitters, it's Grant Potsube. Chaos, Zach Lopez. Death, Alex Gonzalez. Destruction, Sam Valdez. Disciples of Zinch, Michael Birch. Flesh Eater Quartz, Lance She, Fire Slayers, we have Brad Jimenez. Iron Jaws, Scott Reed. Yep. What? I need one more. I need to what? get to a GT so I can put one more on that score. Nice. Nice. Well done. Blades of Corn, we have Frank Deloach. He is kicking some ass. Order, we have James Hill, Seraphon, Jarrett Zazueta, Skaven Pestilence, our buddy John Fairhelm. Uh, I've gotten five rats put together <laughs> on my <laughs> army. Uh, Adam Mofrad is top Stormcast Eternals. Sylvaneth, Vladnika. Well done, guys. All right. Uh, that's it. Kind of a short show today, guys, but we do have to get ready for the live game. And before we do that, I do want to get a little bit of a uh, input from both you guys on your faction, your army, and how you anticipate the game going to get people excited for the match that is in about 50 minutes. Scott, why don't we lead off with you? Uh, well, I've played Sylvaneth before, so if he has any treemen, they stomp taking one away from my chance to hit. Mm-hmm. which for my uh, spirit hosts is just death. Mm-hmm. They On a six, they do mortals. On a five, they hit everything else they miss. So if you take that one away, mm-hmm. I'm hitting on sixes half of the wound, so that's going to be something I have to look out for. I do have a Morongul in the list because oh, it's uh, part of that. I have one. Yep. It's in Night Haunt. Um, uh, it's him. fast. Yep. It's flying. <laughs> so that'll be helpful. Unfortunately, you're also fast because you're going to be able to jump from forest to forest True. to outmaneuver me. So we'll yep. see what game we end up playing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm mainly worried about that stomp because that's usually the death of my army every time. Uh, actually, almost a year ago, more when I played your army, you just you'd stomp and I ended up losing. And you wrote that all up in the thing and how it just it kept them at bay the whole yeah. game. They're hard to take off the table, but they couldn't do any damage to them. Your Durthu. Yeah, and the, uh, the Mongol does look awesome. Guys, yes, uh, phenomenal model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wolf Priest Carl. We will have Carriage and Overlords in the ranking soon. The BCP guys have just been uh, a little overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts? Uh, you played Sylvaneth at a tournament. Yep. Uh, you're not super experienced with them, but it's a really cool army. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm not 100% familiar with them, but it is my favorite studio army that we have here. Um, while I still work on my death army to get all painted up um, for the streams. Um, like Scott said, you know, one of my best strategies is going to be to try to take away his ability to hit me. 
Um, or to do the mortal wounds. The mortal wounds on him. Yep. And um, the Morgul is an issue. Um, but I have some good shooting attacks from the Colonel Hunters. Um, again, it really depends on the game we play. It's hard to know without knowing exactly what the objectives are going to be here, what the gameplay is going to be like. But with Sylvaneth, they have a lot of tools, um, very mobile. So it really doesn't matter what kind of game you're playing. Sylvaneth has the ability to just pop up kind of anywhere on the board. So. Yeah, Take and Hold and Blood and Glory are always tough against Sylvaneth because of their mobility. Right. I've yeah. lost more than once because they just pop up on the other side of the table, walk over the that tree, one objective. The tree revenants. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Pray to put your tree revenants in the corner mm -hmm. and leave them there until it's time to jump on an objective. Right, because they can just pop up anywhere. Right they now. win the game. Yep. Yeah, they're incredible. They can walk in from a board edge or they can come into any of the forests you've summoned. Yeah. Right. Amazing. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us on our first live stream of the Ninth Realm. Uh, in the future, we will continue to try and stream these as much as possible. We are somewhat dependent on Scott's schedule. He's nice enough to come in after work mm -hmm. and uh, do the cast with us. Uh, but we will try to be as consistent as possible. If you guys have any questions, uh, any comments going forward about the lists that will be played in that night's game, feel free to ask them. Uh, that's a great time to do so. And give us any feedback. We really appreciate it. Uh, until next time, guys, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Ninth Realm, episode 51. And please be sure to mark your calendars for the LVO registration. It will be opening up later this month. So long. See you guys.